Hey everybody, welcome to Folk Rooster, episode 5. I'm Rob. And I'm Caleb. Caleb, today our theme is travel. Yes, our theme is travel, and today we are talking to a super awesome guest. Uh, her name is Alana Fickus. She has a YouTube channel called Love Alana Chan. Um, she's got uh, like over 10,000 subscribers and over a million views on her channel. So uh, we'll be talking more to her in just a minute. Hey, before you do anything else, you listener, and before we start talking to Alana and start talking about travel ourselves, visit us at folkrooster.com. we got a lot of great content from some contributors on there. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Caleb, what do you say we get started? Okay. Caleb. Hey. Talking about travel today. Talking about travel. We're going somewhere. <laughs> or not. I think travel is such an interesting thing. As a young man, I would always thought that when I got to the age that I am now that I would have traveled half the globe. What about yourself? No, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, um, I wrote about traveling. I, I longed for travel. I w- was a big fan of uh, Tintin. Uh, and his adventures, and I thought that would be my life. It's a uniquely personal thing. It's a very deep thing in our culture, and it's almost sometimes a status symbol. I mean, you know, people live vicariously through other people's Facebook posts, Instagram, Snapchats. There's this whole thing going on in our globe and in our society about other places that we aren't at. Is it a fear of being left out? I think for most people, yeah, but for me, maybe not so much, because uh, typically the the pictures I see are of, uh, you know, beaches and toes, you know, uh, on a on a recliner drinking a margarita or something, and that's not really the type of travel I thought I'd be doing. Uh, but I do think that's true for most people. So, Caleb, where's the last place that you traveled where you did not specifically go to see <laughs> friends or family? Yeah. Um, I, I can't tell you. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. I don't know that that's happened. Isn't that pretty amazing? <laughs> in a sad way. In a sad way, it is amazing. It's uh, a little, uh, it's like a, kind of a shocking revelation to myself. But yeah, no, I mean, what, what about you? Yeah, I'm racking my brain. I can't remember the last time that I went on a vacation without friends or family, you know, it, it has to be five to seven years. And I can't, I cannot recall off the top of my head. So my question, two questions, two part questions is a 12 year old Caleb mad at the 30 the something year old Caleb. Oh my God. He's effing pissed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, but, but that's, I think that's true. I mean, I feel like the, uh, most of us would feel that way. Right. I mean, yeah. except the people we look at on Instagram. So why don't we travel more, Caleb? That that's the big. Let's get to the root of this question. Yeah. Why does a twelve-year-old American boy believe that he will be a world traveler, and why is a thirty-two-year-old American man not a world traveler? What do you think? Oh, I mean, obviously money, and uh, you know, even if you have the money, I think there's a time issue. You know, as responsible adults with loving family and friends, you know, we want to spend time with them, and if you know. People that live, I mean, anywhere, even in the U.S., you know, you're spending, if you have a job, you you only have limited vacation. So you're 
you're spending most of that time during the holidays or you know for a wedding here and there and and all that adds up and when the year's done you're out of vacation days you know i agree with you here's what i think if you mind do you mind i don't mind i think the way you said about our fight every day to go to work and make money and get time off right so we're sustaining a livelihood and then we're we're given this amount of time in, in which to do something with that's a problem number two a problem is knowledge we fear what we don't know and those who know travel almost hold the the lock and key and then the third thing is that there's so many steps nowadays with security measures which i can't be i, I can't argue against can you argue against the security measures no, no. So there's so many security measures and steps right now to to get to that travel. And I really think it, it, it shuns people away. I mean, I believe in Occam's Razor and I believe in keep it simple, stupid. But travel outside the country is no longer easy. No, no. <laughs> I watched, I can't remember. Oh my gosh, I wish I knew the movie right off the top of my head. But I was watching a movie and, I, I, you know, it's not not very old. And the one of the characters is talking about uh, the need to get a passport because they're they're traveling somewhere out of the country, and the, the flippancy <laughs> of <laughs> their statement that oh I've got a week before the flight I'll just run down and and get my passport updated or whatever I I had to laugh because you know now it's months you know or it, it's such a process. I, you know, I long, I kind of, I wish, I wish that was still the case for, for me, but then you have to go, oh, well, I also like being safe, but, um, yeah, no, it's just, you're, you're totally right on. So I was looking up the other day, how to get a passport because I don't have one. And I think that's sad. And I especially think it's more sad because we might need it to fly to places that we've never needed a passport to fly. And you know, I'm in Florida, so the process for me to get it is I need to have a passport photo taken, I need to have proof of my uh, citizenship, and I need to have at least $150 to get it done, just to get the passport. And then <laughs> if I want expedited, it could be anywhere from 30 to $80. And expedited, I think, is three weeks at the most. I've really? heard stories that you could go certain places, whether it be maybe Dallas or Miami, or some of these cities of, of this magnitude, and, and get a expedited process. But that right there is complicated. And then, so on top of that, I want to go to I want to go to Amsterdam. I want to go to Prague. I want to go to Germany. And and there's packages that have all these places that you can go. And but I'm not the first person who knows about Eastern European travel and and taking the trains and where to stay and, and how to write that. So there is a very big learning curve that you want to take, especially as a first-time right. person, even more if you want to travel by yourself. Our guest who we got coming up, Alana Fickus from the YouTubes. Do you YouTube, Caleb? Um, I I get on the YouTube every once in a while. Occasionally. Well, she makes us look like fools and drops oh my God. some serious, serious knowledge. And you know she can go on a whim to a place anywhere in the world because she has the knowledge base and is really, really interesting, whereas you and I do not have that. Now, this is why Alana is important because, uh, you know, she's a, a young uh, woman uh, traveling the world and going to places that 
you and I don't even know we want to go to, you know. Uh, and she does it with confidence. She does it safely. Um, so she's she's just a good chat. So I'm very excited to get to talk to her. And we'll get to talk to her in just a few minutes. Stay with us. This is Folk Rooster. Hey, everyone. As you know, now's the time we kind of break in with our favorite things. Um, Rob, what, what's your favorite thing this week? Caleb, I just bought some packing cubes. Do you have any packing cubes? <laughs> no. What is, a, what is a packing cube? It just It's something that you, it's like a little bag, but it's, it's got more structured corners. And you pack little pieces of your entire ensemble inside your suitcase. So you're not digging around for loose socks underwear oh, nice. or undershirts or shoes or whatever it's it just is a suitcase that goes in your suitcase that goes in your suitcase it's like the like the no, russian dolls of packing and my friend put me onto them and there was an amazon gold plate special and i bought some and i love them well we're talking about travel and one of my favorite apps because i i like to record my travels I like to journal you know the food the places i eat the, the places we go and a great way to do that without making a big fuss there's an app called taste made and what you do is you you download the app and then you it it you record your trip and and it puts it together with music and edits and makes it really attractive and it's super easy to use and um i I highly recommend it it's it's like travel channel meets youtube um for you and your friends or if you have a big audience then you can send it out to them too so it's called taste made and you can download it on the app store All right, welcome back. We are here with our very special guest, Alana Fickus, host Hi. of Love Alana Chan on YouTube. Uh, we'll post links and all that jazz to her Instagram, right? You're big on Instagram. And, I love Instagram. And your YouTube channel, obviously. Um, so welcome. Maybe uh, say hi. Hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, tell us a, a little bit about where you, what the what the YouTube channel is and, you know, what it's kind of about. Okay. Uh, to give us an idea. All right. Um, well, I have a YouTube channel and it's essentially, it's a travel channel. I usually vlog my travels. I've been working on some nicer content for 2016 that's like more produced, more like at events and things like that that are fancier with actual cameramen and whatnot, which would be cool. That's awesome. Um, it's very exciting. But generally... I mean, from experience, generally I just get very excited about new things and and that's what my channel is. If you want to see a little girl just like jumping around and by little I mean 27, <laughs> um, that's what that is. I do love Instagram, love the visuals and I, I work my day job on the side. I'm a DP, a director of photography in LA and I do a lot of web stuff with that too. Okay. What kind of, what kind of stuff do you, would, do you do that on? Like music videos or, or is it just shorts? Is it? Uh... Well, 
I freelance, so it's quite assorted. It's like everything. I've, yeah, I've, I've shot, I mean, my goal is going toward documentaries. Um, I've shot a documentary and a half so far, but I'm not, uh, they're not my films. They're like the director hired me sort of thing, which is great. Right. But eventually someday there'll be my own films once I get that together. <laughs> well, and you can tell um, too from your, some of, if you watch some of these videos there, uh, you know, well, even when you're in like, I don't know, I'm assuming that's like your room or something where you're just talking to the camera. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you like, you spiff it up a little bit. You get a little fancy with the lighting. And so there's definitely some thought there. So we we'll <laughs> probably see that if, if you're Thanks. watching videos. Yeah. Um, but you're, it's crazy. You're, your channel has like over 10,000 subscribers. Thank you. And like yeah, a million a views, cool like over a million views. Yeah, just uh, over a million now. Yeah. Well, like not even just over. It's like 33, <laughs> like million 33. I don't know. It's crazy. So what's that like? I mean, I'm like, maybe let's go. Okay, let's go back. So like, okay, how did it all start? Thing? Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, well, so actually very interesting how it all started. Um, is I was, I had finished college and I had like tried to freelance doing a few little things. It just in camera somehow in the film industry in LA. And I was sleeping on my friend's couch. Um, and I was just like, I need to just decide what exactly I want. Like what, what am I looking for? I'm like searching for so many things. It's not clear. So I like meditated a whole bunch. I was like, wake up in the morning, I'd meditate, I'd work out. Um, and like have a healthy breakfast and like be jotting down all the things I want to do and then looking for jobs. And I wrote down like a two page exactly what my perfect job would be and like where it would be located, what type of people would be working there, like every aspect. And uh, one of these jobs I applied for, I went in for an interview. And when I left, I was like, holy shit. Oh, am I allowed to swear on the show? Yeah, no, you can absolutely. You <laughs> okay, can swear. cool. That's okay. um, I was like, holy shit. Uh, this is exactly the job I wrote down. I didn't even know this job existed. I had no idea. And long story short, I ended up getting the job and it was exactly what I'd written on paper. So like crazy powerful human beings can be. Can I, I suppose. can I ask when you wrote down what you, what you wanted, what did you write it on? My, in my journal. In your journal, you have a journal. Oh yeah. I'm an avid journaler since like, high school. To this school. day, you're still. Yeah, I'm on journal number, you know, I could tell you the journal number. I just got a new one and I didn't write the number in. I think this one's 36. So are you like a, a moleskin person or are you? Yeah, I mean, I have specifics about journals that I like. I want them to have. <laughs> I was telling this because people try to get me them for Christmas and I'm like, I appreciate the the thought, but, but I'm a little bit picky. One. Like, I, yeah, it needs to have a hard cover. It has to be some amount big enough. Like, I don't want them too small, but not too big because then you can't travel with them very easily. And then um, it has to have thick enough pages that you can write on them with a pen and have it not leak through. Yeah. Like Moleskin just came out with all these really cool colorful ones you've probably seen. Yeah. The, this, the outside is colorful. And the, the pages on those, the like notepads they call them or notebooks, the pages okay. are so thin. You can see through every like three pages down. You can still see through it. I think there's like a pro tip in there. Like because I assume yeah, well, what I do Moleskin. is I get sketchbooks. Get anything that's labeled a sketchbook, yeah. the page will always be thick enough. Right. Well, there you go. There's a little something. Done. There. That's the tip. Done. Pro Sketch tip books. number one. Uh, well, cool. Okay. So 
meditating was a big thing for you. Right. Uh, so then I got this job and what this job happened to be was it was working in the YouTube, YouTube sphere before that was really a thing. Like I worked at this company called maker studios, which was yeah. one of the first uh, multi-channel networks on the internet. And that's like a YouTube specific thing where they're right. managing all these channels and stuff like that. And now there are these huge, like huge corporations doing MCNs, multi-channel networks, doing that kind of work. But before this was like one of the first of its kind and I had no idea about it. So I learned just like so you got much. In on the ground floor. Yeah, I learned so much about everything and I was like, damn, I've like travel has always been my thing. Um, and I've always wanted to do a vlogging type of thing. But I had to get through this mental understanding of like, like you have something to share and that's cool. People will want to watch that because I think you're kind of taught that like, oh, you're obsessed with yourself if you put yourself on camera. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But going through that like work environment and seeing the like the benefit it really gives to people and the the like emotion the like vulnerable part of putting yourself on camera and how it can be really a skill um, changed my mind on all that and I was like yo I'm starting my channel. <laughs> so how how long ago did you start that? Like how long has this been? Have you been doing this? Well, I started it. Oh gosh, the the specific date. Well, I was at that company, so it must have been maybe 2012, 2013 or something like that. Okay. Uh, and then I was just doing it like I took a, a, a travel break during Christmas one year. So I had a bunch of videos I posted for the next like six months and then I just was off for six months. And if you know anything about YouTube or most social media in general, it's good to be con consistent. It's like one of the main right. things you should be. So I wasn't really consistent at first. I was just kind of trying to find my footing, but I'm a little bit better now. <laughs> Still not entirely consistent, but much closer. When you started, what what was it like, especially kind of like you said, you know, it wasn't as common to have these videos where you're just kind of posting yourself and putting yourself right. out there. So what did you think as you as you started? So when you posted like your first video, like what was that like? I mean, did it feel did you feel anonymous or did you feel like what well, was going on? Luckily, having been at that company, I made friends with so many people who, who vlog themselves. And it kind of felt like in the in that community, this was normal. This was doable. This was like not judged. But, on you know, like my Facebook page where I would socialize or like post the video is just all my other community friends, like the rest of my life. And I like posting a video on Facebook, for example, being like, hey, I made this video felt very... Um, scary like you know like uh this isn't uh just very like I would be judged and and so it's scary for that reason but I've kind of backed myself up because of being in the job just being like it's only weird in that environment the rest of the world is cool like you'll get over it but I didn't feel like what I was doing was so weird it was actually pretty natural to me I mean I'm I'm the type of person where I always had a camera with me like I think I've always had some form of camera on me since I was like 12 because I've just been obsessed with like documenting everything around me. I, I like my experience in high school was everyone just being like, stop filming. Can you just turn off the damn camera? And being like, no, <laughs> I have to keep going. So I was really used to the feeling of filming everything. I mean, admittedly filming myself in front of other people was a little bit weirder because there's that shame element of like, why are you giving yourself attention? Right. But um, after getting over that, like it was very natural for me. So really, you've had 
your own show most of your whole life. I mean, <laughs> we just haven't been haven't had access to it. Yeah, listen, like, I'm an only child. I've had my own show my whole life, or I would have been bored to tears. <laughs> <laughs> and you grew up in like Hawaii, right? Hawaii. Yeah, I grew up in Hawaii. You just were there, right? How, I mean, I was just there. Yeah, and your family's still there. And, and what was that mm-hmm. like growing up? Growing up there. Well, growing up in Hawaii was absolutely fantastic, and I'm so grateful to my parents for doing that. For my dad for moving us there. Um, it was really great. It was it was a great experience. When I was young, I was super blonde, like one of those like very white people. <laughs> and Hawaii, um, being super blonde, white, howly as they call it, is not the main. That's like not the most common race. So. I, I don't think that I really felt like discriminated or, or something like that, but I definitely, there was like an obvious feeling of like, I'm different from these different. people because of the way that I look. And so it was cool to be able to feel that from the other side, because when you go into the larger culture of America, like that's not the case. So it was almost like the safer environment to be able to understand both sides of that. Um, but that was a very weird experience. I was incredibly shy as a child. And then, uh, And my dad moved, my parents got divorced when I was really young, and my dad moved to Thailand when I was about three, and he still lives there now. And so I also used to go to Thailand every summer, so I had this really cool cultural background of, like, Southeast Asia and all the the values they have there, and then Hawaii with all its, like, tribal things and uh, very interesting values, and then the United States, like, blanketing over all of that and just generally flying on airplanes all the time, which I really, really liked. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and I, I guess that's kind of why I, I brought it up is because it seems it, from the videos that I've seen that you you blend in pretty well. I mean, wherever you go, oh, thank you. I feel like like that's a, I mean that's like either a gift or some a talent that you've you've built up. Uh, maybe you can tell us maybe how you are able to talk on the phone, like talk to a camera with yeah. no one recording you. And do it so naturally. The struggle is so real with that. This isn't, this is something that like, once again, shy person at heart, it's very hard to get over that. Um, It's one, it's easier. (laughs) Tips. It's easier if you have like a group of friends or friends with you that are like really cool with it and, and it doesn't phase them. Yeah. But you can also go the opposite direction where you have friends with you that think it's really weird and it does phase them. And because they're your friends, it like, times 10 phases you and you feel really uncomfortable, but you have to just kind of own it. You have to be like, this is what I'm doing. I don't care who you are. I'm living my life and this is fun for me. So I'm doing it. I could not give a shit what you are thinking. Like you have to just commit, but it's hard. It's so hard. It depends on the setting. Like I love, I mean, I've been really lucky that I mostly am blogging in places that English isn't the main language and that makes me feel just comfortable and fine. Like I'm really good at being a foreigner someplace. Yeah. Like, that's maybe that's my gift. <laughs> being you like, like the a weird one of English. That yeah. Like <laughs> I'm really weird at being like just totally the misplaced person in that environment, which is great. Cause then you just own it and you're like, yeah, I'm the, the weird one. No problem. I could do whatever I want as go as weird as I want to be. I'm still that character. It's no big deal. But when you're like like vlogging, for example, like vlogging on the streets of L.A. is probably one of the hardest things because everyone speaks English. Everyone's extra judgmental. Everyone wants to have the fame but doesn't want to like be vulnerable right. enough to get it. It's like a yeah, ugh, oh my God. it's so hard. It's so <laughs> you're like hard. Bringing flashbacks, like <laughs> yeah, you have to like... just find like a safe space because then what's most important I think about vlogging 
when you're actually shooting it is like just being super authentically yourself. So if you're someone that like when you get uncomfortable like that, you are you go into like a character and you're not really yourself anymore, then that's yeah. going to be a problem because your video isn't going to be so great anyway. So it is really like a if it's going to make you super uncomfortable, then you can't film there like whatever. Hey, Alana, this is Rob. Hi, Rob. Um, I was going to jump in earlier, but everything's been incredible. So I've been taking notes in my in my book of choice, which is field notes. I don't okay. I don't I don't use the moleskin. I'm, I don't can't I can't afford those. So is field notes <laughs> cheaper and better? Yeah, I, I don't know if it's better, but it's cheaper. I'll look into that. Look into it and let let us know. Pro tip. <laughs> um, one of the questions that I thought about when I was watching through your channel is how do you pick the places that you'll go? Oh my God, I was just thinking I'm going to make a video on this because I'm trying, one of the things I'm trying to do is be a little bit more authentic with like the back side, the back, the like production side of everything that's going on for my channel. Not that there's that much, but just be very honest and open about that stuff. Cause sometimes it feels like, oh, this is a show. You're not supposed to talk about what's going on behind the scenes, but I want to. So, um, because this year I was thinking to myself like, oh, I want to go here and I want to go here and these are the things I'm going to do. And I was like, I should just really share that with my audience, make a video about it. So what's been happening this year is very typical for what happens every year, where it's just like one of my best friends is in Spain this year because she's teaching Spanish there. Another couple of my best friends still live in Dubai, and I'd love to see them again. Also, Dubai is really close to like so many countries. It's, it's this really miracle location where it's like four hours to like Germany, India, like so many cool places. Um, and then like, I have a friend who's in Austin who was like, why don't you come hang out? And I have a friend who's in Louisiana and I've always wanted to go to Mardi Gras. And like, there are all these little things lining up. I have a documentary shooting in Australia that I'm a part of right now, which is really fantastic. And so they're super random, but it sort of is like, maybe this is just me, but I try to take advantage of like one, wanting to visit friends while they are someplace. And also like they're there so we can go do things together there. Even if you still have to get a hotel room, like you have just a built-in friend who's like down to explore. So it's really kind of coincidence, like what works out, what time frame works out. Like um, I have a wedding I'm going to in Hawaii, so I'm planning around that. Little things like that for me. Could you tell us, okay, so you've, you've been to these places, you've, you've got plans for some, some new locations. Yeah. What's been um, maybe like your craziest experience? Oh my God. My favorite thing is when those unexpected things happen. It's like a good story. Unexpected, but like totally had to happen. Right. Um, yeah, that, that stuff happens to me all the time. And I think it's because I love it so much that it just, I'm really aware of it, I guess. You kind of um, have to be okay. open to it. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be like, Ooh, I want something cool to happen. And then you're just awareness is open to the cool things <laughs> and it happens. So here's a cool story. <laughs> um, I was in Tokyo once I did like an internship there. So I was there for a little, a few months and I was starting to get bored on the weekends cause I didn't have anyone to go exploring with. And I was like, I kind of want someone here. I don't want to just be alone. I want to find someone. And then I'm really good at the listing off the specifics emotionally, specifically what I really want. So it's not too actually specific, but it's specific enough that it's very cool when it comes true. Right. Just being like, I want someone that I trust completely, but I don't, know entirely right now so that there's something interesting to, to talk about. Like, I want someone like this. I want someone like that. Like, whatever. I want a person like that or a group of people like that, you know, and I want them to, like, run into them or something that's going to be here while the whole time I'm here. Anyway, all that stuff. And I did another one of those, like, write it out in my journal. And I, uh, like, two days later, I was in Harajuku and I ran into a friend of mine that I went to school with through sixth grade 
that was just in Tokyo that week. She like called out my name from across Harajuku, like the busiest oh, that's nuts. area of Japan. And she was there with her good friend that was fit all of my descriptions entirely. And she was there for exactly the same time that I was. She left like a day before I left. So basically you have a magic journal. I have a magic <laughs> ability. I think everyone has it, but like you just got to do that, you know, like get into the fantasy of like what would be so cool. And let it happen. Hashtag magic journal. That's going on Twitter. Hashtag magic journal. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> I'm so into that. And then that happened to me twice, actually. That happened to me another time when I was <laughs> when I was a teenager in uh, Thailand. I was in Thailand with a friend of mine. And we were in, normally I go to Chiang Mai, which is like a safer town city. But like, you know, it's not crazy like Bangkok. But we're in Phuket, which is this like beach town that's, yeah. You know, there are a lot of kidnappings and things that happen in crazy places with loads of tourists. And we're a perfect example. We were like two young American 15-year-olds or 16-year-olds maybe. And uh, I, my dad was giving us all this freedom. And I was like, man, I just wish we had some kind of dudes here with us that we totally trusted that we could like hang out with. Because I don't want to go to like these bars and things with my dad. But you can totally do that in Phuket at 16. Like that's legal. That's fine. And I wanted to, I was like, I want to explore the city and just run around late at night and feel safe enough that like, not because you're not safe as a girl, but if you have a guy with you, other men don't even approach you. So you don't even have the threat of it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, especially when you're so young like that, it just like wards off anything else. So I, I kind of, my friend and I were talking about this. Oh, how great would that be? And again, went into the like emotional specifics of how it would feel basically. And the next day, it was the very next day. We're walking down the street and I heard someone shout Alana and I'm like, what the fuck? This is Thailand. Alana. <laughs> yep. What is that? And I looked around. And I was like, I don't hear anything. And I kept hearing it. I'm like, what? And I saw and I had it like the most epic movie double take ever. Just like, no way. Slow motion. And it was this these two dudes that um, I had met in like seventh grade who are from New Zealand and they had been visiting Hawaii when I was in like seventh grade and I got to know them with my group of friends and they had come back to Hawaii like three times and we had been friends on AOL instant messenger for like yeah. four years at this point or something. Shout out to And Aim. they happened to be, yeah, right. Shout out to Aim. They happened to be in Phuket again for the exact same time frame as us. Their flight left like an hour before ours to leave. Uh, and just were like down to hang out. They were like, oh yeah, we want to go do cool stuff. And so we hung out with them the whole rest of the trip. These random ass, like, so crazy. That's insane. Hashtag magic journal. Right? Oh, Very man. cool things. But these are my favorite kind of stories, things like this. Or like if something really scary is happening and you're kind of like, I just got to trust it. And then it, you pull through on the other end, just like, holy shit, how could that have happened? But it did. So kind of, there's kind of a segue in there about feeling safe and, and you want to go and experience oh, all yeah. these things. And then I was watching your video in Dubai where you were trying to find your friend and you completely admitted that mm -hmm. you went about the entire wrong way. Um, yeah. I don't know if you can give like a little backstory on that and then maybe some tips about how do, people should feel safe, especially women when they're traveling uh, by themselves. Totally. Well, the hardest thing is just the, the, the cultural miscommunications. People talk about it's because you're a woman, it's because you're this or whatever. I think it's really the cultural miscommunications. If you're really good at reading a culture, then you're going to be fine. But if you're not as good at that, like, you know, learn about that. Um, okay, so the story you're talking about, it's I shot a video where I was trying to find a friend of mine and she lived in this uh, state 
this area further out of Dubai and I was in Dubai, but in that same general area. And I was going to take a Metro to meet her. And that was like a couple hours long, et cetera, et cetera. And I didn't have phone service, but I was just using like the internet. I would connect to the internet and then message her on WhatsApp or something. And so typically in a city, you can get around doing that because you can find like at the very least a Starbucks or some sort of coffee shop will usually have Wi-Fi or like a hotel. You can borrow their Wi-Fi or pay for an hour or whatever. Um, and then you can connect. But the area she was in is like more less of a city, like more um, not a touristy area. And I get off the metro and there were no nothing around that had Wi-Fi at all. And where I messed up was it was just super lost in communication what I was really doing. I thought I was kind of meeting her somewhere and she and I were going to go somewhere else and she'd take me. And then she last minute was sort of like, meet me at this building and this is the name of it. And you never know when someone, especially, especially in the Middle East, especially in like Southeast Asia, these places where language is a little bit more fluid. You never really know. Like um, when she says, meet me at the building was called Sahil one, meet me at Sahil one. You're like, cool. Is that the name of the building? Like anyone else would understand that? Or is that just what you call it? Is that like a slang word you're calling it? Like, I don't really know what you mean by that. Um, anyway, but those things you never really notice until the time comes. So what happened was I, I got off the metro and I just took a taxi and just asked them if they knew where that building was because I couldn't find her using Wi-Fi. And they did know where the building was, so they took me to it. And um, I didn't know what floor she was on or anything like that. And it would have been impossible to find her because she's not like on the registry. She was just there for an appointment or something uh, like not on the books type of appointment. Right. That makes it sound really sketchy. Not sketchy. Just sort of no, like visiting a friend back style. De Backroom deal. <laughs> yeah. She was like getting tattoos on the black market. Yeah. Uh, no. Buying and magic so, journals. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, but when I got there, she had told me she just consistently was like, just ask the taxi driver to use his phone. If you get if you have any trouble, just ask them to use their phone. They'll be fine. And she's very like friendly and personable as I am. But she also like speaks the language, lives there, knows yeah. people there anyway. So worst case scenario, that's what happened. So I was just like, cool. Hey, dude, could I possibly use your phone? It was just like very nice about it as safe as I could about it, certainly not flirting while asking him, which some people do, which is, that's a mistake. Don't do that. Um, and, uh, he let me use his phone and he was fine with it. And I found out which room she was in and just like walked up and met her and all was well, but like, I didn't even think he would know what the name of the building meant. It wasn't like meet me at the department store. It was like, meet me at the name of this random building in the middle of nowhere. Like a building, like any other, you know, yeah, probably like, in the area. Yeah. Like meet me at, we don't even have building names like that here. We like talk about the place that works in the building. It would yeah. be like, you know, meet me at that building next to the CNN building. Like, okay. Okay. <laughs> but generally your experience has been pretty good. I mean, you know, like, right. Yeah. Is that? Yes. Right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I've built up, I'm pretty good at being safe. I know I'm pretty good at, I'm quite good at being safe at this point. But what, cause what I find, as far as being a female and traveling, like there are things you need to watch out for as a human being, female or not, you know, like right. the typical robbery stuff, make sure your bag is being held a certain way that you don't have like open pockets on your back that you can't see. And you're not like flaunting some expensive device and then like kind of setting it half in your bag and looking away, like things like that, that are going to attract robbery, of course. And then as far as traveling as a woman, 
a lot of cultures are just very different about like what flirting is and then also what the boundaries are if someone flirts with you. Like in the US, we have this huge awareness of like rape and things like that. So it's it's kind of generally known that if even if someone is very flirtatious with you, that is not an invitation. And if you take that as an invitation, like you're the one pushing it, the 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 guy or whoever. But in a lot of other countries, like something like flirting with someone is considered an invitation. So you really have to be careful about like you can't use the same like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. I'll just flirt with the guard and he'll help me. Like, make sure you are aware of what the culture is that you're stepping into before you do something that you might assume is innocent and that might not be super innocent in that country. That's what I think the problem is most of the time. Just people misunderstanding the cultural. Have you ever had, have you ever had a problem? Um, have I ever had a problem? God, that's such a good question. I, I feel like I must have had problems before. I've definitely had like people hitting on me too much, but I've never let it gotten to, I've never let it get to a place where I felt like, oh, this is sincerely dangerous. Like you never let people know where you, where you live, what building you're in, like get dropped off somewhere else or find someone you can go home with or like, don't let them see what that building looks like. Don't give them your address. Don't give them your phone number. Like obviously none of that stuff. And I've been really conscious of all of that. And just like, I'm pretty good at talking so I can sort of banter around the subject. If someone's asking me like, Oh, where are you staying? And where is this? I can be like, well, you know, just down the corner. I don't really know the name of it, but you know what I mean? Like, um, I have to avoid it without, yeah. Without like making them angry or suspicious. Cause you never know. You can always just have like a crazy human being on your hands. It just has nothing to do with the country. And then always know how to get home. Like know your address and all that stuff yourself. Don't just let the cab driver take you wherever he will. I think you made a, this is really really a good point is you can't always rely on your phone especially when you're traveling like you do oh no you can't yeah it's amazing and you know what they say they even they stay here all the self-defense classes i've like or teachers i've been able to talk to or anything like that they always say don't be on your phone like give them eye contact don't be looking away or seeming like like you're trying to avoid it like that's always makes you a victim just switching gears a little bit, um, you know, let's just jump to now. You know, is there anything you're working on now that that you might give us a just a hint about? Like, is there, uh, oh. uh, you know, what's like, you know, maybe tell us a little bit about what you're working on now. Maybe what you maybe just have finished up or what's coming coming down the pipeline. Um, is there anything like that you could share with us? Oh gosh, yeah. Um, last year I shot this series that was going to different cultural events in LA. And the idea is that like, you don't have to go to another country to experience different cultures. And I know LA is a big city, but there are, there are a lot of these events all over the U S at least I'm not sure about other countries, but so we did like, I went to the Holy festival, which is Indian new year. They happen to all be new years. So I'm starting (laughs) to like, since the project isn't fully edited yet, I'm like, should I just direct this towards a new year thing like, like a series why? of new years yeah. yeah like this is a big coincidence but we went to the the holy festival which is an indian new year that's where they throw color everywhere and um we did chinese new year and we did persian new year and persian new year you jump through fire and chinese new year is just like really loud oh, and okay. smoky and fun Wait, you jump through fire what is that yeah I mean, like a line of fire like a ring no, of it's fire like a, like a fire pit like you'd have a okay beach and okay you jump over it. Over it. So no walking on coals or anything. Just jumping no. over fire. Like not yeah. too crazy. Just jumping through fire. No big deal. Yeah. 
but I, I mean, like that was I, out of all the New Year traditions. I'm like, holy shit, the Persians have got it right. Nothing is more cleansing than like jumping through fire. Like your adrenaline's going crazy. You're like, shit, I'm a new person. <laughs> it's very, it's the best, best New Year thing I could think of. I should have done that this year, but I didn't. You kind of have to be a new person after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very cleansing. Fire is amazing. Um, and then also, I have been. I was so fortunate last year where I got to travel to a lot of new places I haven't been to before. And I was really trying to incorporate my like nicer camera situations. So like I have videos from Thailand, from Dubai, Oman, uh, Samoa, Hawaii, all these cool places I went to that are higher quality that hopefully will be a little bit more just like go visit this country type of videos. So they're not like a specific day in that country, but they're more just overarching and more beautiful. And those I'm still putting together. So I think that I'll have that come out like as a series. Oh, hello. And I'm doing a podcast. Hey, what? <laughs> I'm doing my own podcast, but I don't have a name for it yet. And that's honestly been the thing that's stopping it the most, which is crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Just. <laughs> hey, everyone, comment below what the name should be. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, no, believe me, like this has been that, that I think for a lot of people that is you wouldn't think that's a big deal. It uh, is. But until you go through it. It is constantly, it's like, I mean, this is your name. This is how people will know you for yeah, however long. Yeah, yeah. And I, like, I'm stuck with Love Alana-chan right now, which is not necessarily my favorite thing. I don't hate it, but it you, is what it is. You have that, too, where you've built a following that is familiar with Love Alana-chan. And wow. now, like, you have to switch from that. And I don't yeah. envy you. Well, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm just going to. I'm just, I, my philosophy is sort of just like, just go with it and have fun. And if you're having fun, like everything's worth it. Do you have an idea of yeah. what kind of stuff you're going to be talking about or? Well, I haven't, I haven't laid out the most amazing oral pitch of it yet, but I'll kind of try on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> Where I got the idea or, or the reason I'm motivated to do this is that when traveling, my favorite part is like interviewing other people and talking to other people. Like, I feel like I really, really love that, but it's hard to do that with, with a camera like it's hard to get a lot of people to feel as open and comfortable to talk to you and your vlog camera versus just talk to you so there are so many amazing traveling experiences that i have that are with the people you meet there that just aren't something you can really document but i've found that people are pretty down and pretty open and not thrown off by documenting that stuff with audio and i already have sort of a love affair with the art form, like just audio, everything audio, you know, like uh, watching movies, just the soundtrack or um, there are moments in documentaries where the screen is just black and you're hearing something like I've always felt like, oh, that's so, something about just audio only is so powerful. Um, I've always thought. And so I sort of started playing with that idea of like, well, let's see if I can sort of talk to people and and it's been working very well. So I, I shot a few episodes already. Or I can't say shot. I recorded a few <laughs> episodes already. You got but good basically, tape. Yeah, I've got some good tape. Uh, basically, it's just like going to other countries and you get a feel for the, the place you're at. It's still travel-based like everything I do is. So you got to get a feel for the country you're in. Like I did one in Samoa and you can hear the sounds of Samoa and whatnot. And then get to talk to a few people there and, and what life is like there. And there's... Right now, I, I hope it continues to be this way. There's sort of a theme to each episode um, on top of just the location. Cool. Well, as soon as you get that going, let us know. We'd love to like share that and help oh, put thanks. that out there. As soon as I <laughs> got subscribed, so that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, and vice versa. I think I'm already subscribed to you guys. Sweet. Uh, well, so we've kind of gone through your <laughs> a brief look at your journey from like beginning to you know where you are now. I guess I want to know if there was something that you could tell yourself as you got started, little little Alana, uh, just putting out her first YouTube video. You know, what would you tell yourself, or what would you maybe do differently, or what you know maybe dig into more? Like, what would that be? That's a fantastic question. I think about that kind of stuff. Uh, a lot. Um, I think because the answer changes and okay. So the reality is I don't think anything could have changed me then because you have to go through the experience to learn it. I really think so that aside, like assuming I could give some advice that would be taken. Um, this past year, I think the biggest lesson I learned, or at least in going forward, what seems to be the biggest tool I've gained was um, I used to always, I, ha I like identify with the world through fun and playing and, and yeah, that's just how I do. That's how I do everything. And it's a, I think it's a, a gift of mine sort of. So I would probably tell myself something about not needing to put that part of myself away but allowing it to be a part of my entire life. Well, that is awesome. And <laughs> a perfect way to go out. Yeah, thanks uh, so much, Alana. And thank you, oh, for, thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. This was awesome. Um, we'll put out all your information on our website and all that stuff. So um, uh, love Alana Chan on YouTube. You got to check it out. Look out for her unnamed podcast coming out <laughs> soon or at some point soon 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 soon, soon. i'm still lobbying uh, for magic journal i'm just gonna magic journal. hashtag magic journal hey it's possible <laughs> all right thanks alana thank you so much It's time for more favorite things on Folk Rooster. Caleb, what's on your what's on your list? Uh, well, CES is going on this week, and Kodak dropped a bomb, at least to me. <laughs> a lot of other people are mocking it, but they are putting out, they're releasing a new 8mm film camera, and I could not be more excited for it. Um, it, it's not released yet. You can't buy it. They're saying it's somewhere. It's going to be somewhere between like four fifty and seven hundred fifty dollars, uh, which is a little high for you know if you're going to be buying film and stuff. But I'm looking at the specs. It's sort of a mashup of analog and digital, and I, I'm I'm pumped for it. So look look for that down the line. Uh, Rob, what what are you what are you looking at, or what, what's your favorite thing this week? Well, my favorite thing this week would also be my favorite thing of 2015, especially in the music scene, is a album called Meta Modern Sounds in Country Music by a great artist named Sturgill Simpsons. Technically, I don't think it could be album of the year for me because it came out in 2014, May of 2014, but I really got into this album and listened to it a lot, a lot in 2015. So check out Sturgill Simpson. I say country music, but it's... It definitely surpasses that, and I don't think that you'll be disappointed. You can find them on Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, wherever you find uh, your music. Yeah.
Wow, that was so incredible. What an impressive interview. Great interview. Energy from Alana Fikas of Love Alana Chan on YouTube. Caleb, that was great. What'd you think? Oh my God, it was fantastic. Uh, I'm just such a big fan. Thanks again to Alana. We want to have her back on. Um, but uh, just like a lot of good information. You know, she talked about, you know, being safe. I mean, just traveling, like not even as a woman, but as a person traveling abroad. You know, just some good tips in there for for keeping yourself safe and and you know traveling, um, in a being able to manage your travel in a way that makes it fun and exciting, but you know not dangerous, right? She had some great info. Also, if you're not you're not maybe in, in the travel game, but you want to get into the vlogging space or blogging or podcasting or writing, she has some really good tips on how to overcome some things and and just really put yourself out there and how to how to get to get to a process where you figure out what you want to do. And it was. It was a great, great interview, and we'll gladly have her back whenever. And I would also just add in real quick. I mean, again, if you're if you're doing this stuff, if you're trying to be a blogger, you're trying to be a podcaster or whatever, um, just go check out her videos. Um, you're going to learn a lot just because she's so transparent and open about that stuff. But then also comment. I mean, I see her, uh, all kinds of people commenting with questions and comments and all that stuff, and she responds. So if you have a question about you know technical, te- you know technology, cameras she's using, whatever, I'm sure she'd be happy to to respond and, and let you know what she's working with. Absolutely. Caleb, what do we got coming up on Folk Rooster? Well, I'm pumped because we're actually, we have a bunch coming up. Uh, We're talking to a journalist. We're talking to a uh, venture capitalist, which is like, I have no idea what I'm going to even ask. Like, I don't know, but I am excited. Um, And then we have another big interview that we're, we're kind of in the talks with right now, so I can't can't even say like who it is or whatever. But I'm like really pumped about it. But that'll be that's coming down the line. So uh, we're we're gonna be on, we're on iTunes now. So subscribe to us. Um, you know, give us rate us because um, the the more of that we get, the the higher we move up in the ranking, and that's really important to a, a startup part, podcast like ours. So thanks for listening. Um, subscribe uh, and and hit us up online, folkrooster.com. Facebook, Twitter, and um, Rob, is that it? That's it. We'll see you guys soon. All right. Thanks, everyone.